Welcome to the Red Dice Diaries. This podcast is a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs from the viewpoint of a long-time GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast was Nightmare by Alexander Nakarada and is used under Creative Commons license. So I'm back after a weekend of LARPing and trying to get back into the vibe of releasing podcasts on a more regular basis. Now, recently I was thinking about how, in a way... I've been pretty much spoiled by the variety of OSR games that come out. Now, when I say spoiled, what I effectively mean is that a lot of the OSR games are released either pay what you want, uh, free, or for very little cost. And that seems, and yeah, okay, you, you may not have the sort of like the big budget, full color hardbacks that you've seen, like the, the Wizards of the Coast 5e release or the Payzo, like Pathfinder stuff. But what you do get is you get people who are genuinely enthusiastic for their system writing something, not because they're expecting to make millions of dollars, pounds, whatever currency is your flavour of choice out of it, but because they genuinely have a love and an enthusiasm for the system and the hobby in general. And I think this is a great thing. It's also great if you're a person who doesn't have vast reserves of disposable income and i know i certainly don't and i suspect many other role players out there don't it means that you can pick up uh, quite a haul of pdfs for little to no cost you can try them out and then if you enjoy them when you've got the money you can throw a few quid in the direction of the people who have actually made them and this is certainly something i would encourage people to do after all i think it's only right that people who've put in the time and the effort to make these books that we all enjoy and we all enjoy playing get some sort of remuneration for their efforts however and I know you could say to me that, well, yeah, John, but when they, they make these professional books, they've got to pay artists, they've got to pay multiple writers, it's all got to be bound up, and all of that costs money. And you are absolutely right. But I do feel that, in a way, it's sort of getting away from where the hobby started, which was more focused on the enthusiasm and less on the polished and professional products. Now, there's nothing wrong with polished and professional products. They look great. They catch the eye. I'm sure they bring more people into the hobby than might have otherwise like bypassed a slightly more modestly produced product. However, it can place them out of reach of some people. I mean, let's face it, if you look at how much it costs you to buy the three core books for D&D 5th edition, and I've got all the core books, I've potted out the money, I was able to do that. However, they are a luxury product, and I think that's something we, we shouldn't lose sight of in RPGs. They're not actually an essential product. It's not like food or your bills for your house or anything like that. They're stuff that's great to have, and they enable us to enjoy our recreation and this great hobby. But they're not actually an essential. So... I'm sure like a lot of people out there, if it comes down to at the end of the month when I'm looking at what I've got left out of my pay when I've paid my bills, if it comes down to, oh, am I going to buy like a new role play book this month or am I going to pay for that bill? Am I going to pay for that dental treatment? Am I going to pay for whatever? Then by necessity, I'm going to go for the more vital thing and the, the book will get pushed back and pushed back until I have the spare cash lying around. However... With the OSR games, because they are available so 
cheaply it's great to be able to just go online grab hold of these books and chip people some money when i have it available it means that i can carry on expanding my sphere of books and my knowledge and interest in the hobby without feeling like there's a hole in my pocket that my money is continually dribbling out of and yes this may mean that due to these lower prices that some of these OSR books use stock art or public domain art or something like that and they're probably not going to be the full color extravaganza that you get with the like the fifth edition books or like the fantasy flight games star wars or dragon age or mutant year zero or any of these other big sort of hardback books that have a lot of professionally dedicated time put into them but i feel that what they do more than make up for that here is the enthusiasm and the joy with which people approach this product and as i've said you know that the people behind these products aren't expecting to make millions and retire to a desert island somewhere they're doing it because of the their love of the hobby and their joy being involved with it and they're giving something back to the community and i think that is something to be encouraged but as i say i do think osr games have sort of spoiled me in a way because my instinctive reaction now and granted i'm a bit of a tight wad when it comes to money anyway my instinctive reaction when i see a sort of full cover hard copy book and it's fairly pricey it's just to be like man i could get a load of osr books for the equivalent cost and i suppose that's wrong in certain respects because they do have their expenses to pay but it does mean that i'm far more likely to look at an osr book because i know it's it's a passion project for people it's not being churned out in order to keep a company or a, a sort of larger corporation going it's being done purely for the love of it and i think that's very important at the end of the day so that's it for this episode if you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at anchor until i see you next time whenever you're playing take care and enjoy yourselves Thank you.